Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that prefers Mark Twain's less famous character, Fuckleberry Hinn. <laughs> I saw that porn. Yeah, he, it was way less racist. Are you sure? But they still painted the fence. <laughs> it was a, it's a total whitewash. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Yep. And today... We're going to talk about cars. Oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel excitement radiating. Just like the basketball episode, it's not not a whole... Like, I'm not going to explain how to change a gear shaft. Like... (laughs) Do you change those? Is that a thing that You have to change them every 10,000 miles or once every time it falls off. (laughs) Wait, okay, can we can we talk about a couple of things before we get into cars? Oh, sure. Like, I've got a couple of distractions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, first of all, happy anniversary. Today is the second anniversary of the Obergefell ruling that said, the Supreme Court said, gay marriage is the law of the land in all 50 states. That was two years ago today. Obergefeld? Obergefeld? Obergefeld. 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 <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> There's a lot going on in the Supreme Court for gay people this week, and I just wanted to share some of those things, if that's okay. Yeah. So it's the second anniversary. We also have Gorsuch, who's the new justice that's on on the bench, and he was on, uh, there was a decision that came out this week that was six to three, and Gorsuch was on the side that lost, but he's the new justice, so everybody's like, oh, how's he feel about stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a case that was brought by Arkansas, the Department of Health in Arkansas, because they tried to claim that a Obergefell did not apply to gay parents. Let me clarify. The way it works is, in the state of Arkansas, a straight couple who is married, the father on the birth certificate will be the birth mother's husband, if such a person exists, whether he is the biological father or not. That's Arkansas law. So doesn't matter who knocked her up. If she's married... He goes on the birth certificate. Hmm. After Obergefell became the law of the land, a bunch of same-sex couples, mostly women, but same-sex couples, tried to argue that they should both parents be on the birth certificate Mm -hmm. because fairness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because of equality. Yep. And uh, it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court found six to three that, no, Arkansas, you can't do that. You can't say these married people has nothing to do with biology, that they get to put their names on the birth certificate and these people don't just because they're in a gay relationship because it's not a biological argument that's being made. It's a it's a policy argument that's being made. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Shit. If you don't get it, then maybe a listener doesn't, right? So like um, I want I wanna I wanna help out. I'm I... still on a Bergefeld. A Ber- <laughs> I still like ne- have not heard it called that ever, so that's a- that's throwing me off. What do you- what should I call it? Same sex marriage is equal, yay. It's way easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> a Dugeveld says <laughs> we can marry people. Let's we're starting at the ground floor. Correct. Um. Okay, and Arkansas was like, I'm gonna not let gay people write their names on the thing because we. Because fuck gay people. And the Supreme Court was like, nah, nah, Arkansas, you gots to write the gay people in. Correct. <laughs> Should we... For those of you who speak Kyle, he was right. 
to me that my thing made perfect sense. Good. No, okay. I get it. I speak Kyle pretty well now. I mean, sometimes no idea, but and this is after roughly three sips of rosé. So this is just regular Kyle. Just <laughs> do I get worse after I've been drinking? Like, is it harder or easier to understand me? I plead the Fifth Amendment on that. Oh, <laughs> tell me after. Okay. Um, so it really comes down to are gay marriages the law of the land and they must be treated the same as all marriages? Or is it just the law of the land and states can continue to discriminate based on the sexual orientation of the people within the marriage that they're forced to recognize against their will? And Gorsuch, this new Supreme Court that everybody's trying to get a feel for, well, he, he said, of course, Arkansas can do that. Mm. But we kind of we kind of we kind of we kind of figured. But you've got to remember that uh, uh, even Roberts, even Justice Roberts, who voted against Obergefell, voted against Arkansas in this ruling, and it's because he respects jurisprudence and precedent. So uh, for him, gay marriage is settled law. Let's get with the program. So even though he disagrees with it or disagreed with it, he's doing the upstanding legal thing and saying, well, I disagreed, but I lost. This is how it should be now. Mm. But it turns out Arkansas is wrong. You have to treat everybody the same. All marriages are the same. And so that's kind of a wide reaching ruling Mm. as far as the Supreme Court is concerned, except they didn't take the case. They didn't hear the case. Uh, They just affirmed like a lower courts. Exactly. Um, well, the, the, the ruling was uh, it wasn't a refusal to hear, that they, uh, but they said that, oh, yeah, we'll hear it, but we don't even need to have a, a hearing. Mm. It's, it's like they overturned, we got this. Right. They overturned the lower court without a hearing. Yeah. Because it's that clear to six of the nine justices. Like when a, a nine or a ten walks up to you and you're like, you don't have to talk. Let's just fuck. Like, <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, Why fight it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just know we know what's going on. So the last thing in Supreme Court news, if unless you had something else, yeah, well, hilarious uh, to say. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure. I know. Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. Do you know why I got sad yesterday? Crushing depression. I don't know. <laughs> You're taking the steam out oh, of my sorry. joke. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Do, do you want to play who's more horrible chicken <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 okay okay we're gonna try this again you're gonna, okay, you're okay, gonna great, let great, me, great, let great, me great, do great, my great. thing sorry back up back up uh, hey mike mm. <laughs> hey kyle <laughs> do you know i was sad yesterday you were sad yesterday yeah oh i'm so sorry why because i was waiting i was really hungry and i was waiting outside of mcdonald's and i was going to get my food but a burger fell <laughs> You ate it anyway, though, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Five-minute rule. It's fine. Plus, you're gay. You already have all the diseases. How much worse could it get? T- toss more meat in there of unknown <laughs> origin. That's fine. <laughs> we all started out as pink sludge at some point. <clears throat> Are you ready for cars? Kyle, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, if this helps, it's about, it's specifically about Subaru. Great. Subaru. Do you... What do you know about Subaru? I know that Subaru is a Japanese auto manufacturer that's been doing business in the United States of America for approximately 40 years. They are famous for their station wagons and outdoor utility vehicles and are particularly, perhaps incorrectly, uh, identified with lesbians. Okay, there's no way you knew the first 
three-fourths of that just off the top of your head. No, I did. Go fuck yourself <laughs> with the wooden spoon. You did not know that. I did. No, Mike. Yeah, I did. I will jam that can into <laughs> your eyeball so far down that it comes out your pee-pee hole. Wow. You didn't know that. I did. What do you, I don't know what to tell you. Now, I, by the way, I suppressed the shit out of myself that I could keep talking like that because... It sounded like I, if I can't believe that you are not like, I see you with the computer in front of you and there's no way you're not reading that off of that computer. No, I'm looking at us on a video. (laughs) I don't, I, okay. I will just agree. I'm, I'm, then now I'm convinced you memorized that. Okay. But sure. I don't know if, yeah. So the, (laughs) they're Japanese, right? Yes. Um, yes. You said perhaps incorrectly associated with uh lesbian they're they're like i've heard it called lesbaru before we talk about suru i essentially this is about lg oh. subaru of america was established in 1968 so I was, I, I was off by by like one year 10 years 10 years 11 years 11 years <laughs> before we talk about subaru mm. um this is essentially about LGBT marketing. Okay. Um, so the first LGBT-oriented ad that I could find, guess what year? Oh, so it's either... So these things always surprise me. It's either like way earlier than you would possibly expect or it was like yesterday. You're the worst at this. <laughs> I am going to guess that the first LGBT car ad nope, was... Car, just ad. Oh, advertisement of any kind. Okay, this isn't fun anymore. Okay, so the first, <laughs> the first ad that I could I mean, find, like print or TV. All right, or like, okay, this game, this no, game lost its you fun. Can't, you can't challenge me to guess something and not let me fucking you, guess. You... <laughs> 1972. Uh, 1917. Fuck my ass! No way. <laughs> <laughs> See you. <laughs> My buildup kind of, again, is losing its steam. Okay. Um, so I want to show you a couple of the ads. They were for ivory soap. So this is one of the ivory soap ads. And I will post this to the podcast, to the Facebook group. Is that a shower? That is a shower. Is that man? With Is that his butt? Yep. And that boy, those boys are looking at that boy's butt. Mm-hmm. Yep. That boy is like, he's only covering his dick with a towel. Yep. There's, ah, (laughs) no, sorry. I would have been more shocked by this when you very first showed it to me, but like we just got done with pride and I saw way worse than that. So 19, so just another plug for 1917. So, and like there's, there's text under him, which I'll, I'll let everyone read. It's just raunchy like you read it and you're just gay. like gay this is raunchy and so they're like like trying to say that like ivory soap is is gentle for your butthole so, so go ahead and use it as lube <laughs> don't use ivory soap as lube no i, I what <laughs> the um worst things have been used as lube kyle that's a very good point <laughs> for example nothing <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. So, so no. The I, at this point, the guesses are just that P 
people didn't think about it. It's, um, I heard something that said nudity and men showering was a common theme, but these ads specifically showed like wistful glances and stuff that just people didn't think about back then. Yeah. So the um, guy that did these ads is really well known in the advertising world, uh, J.C. Loindecker. Um, you made that name up. Real name. Loindecker. Loindecker. I even looked up the pronunciation because it's spelled like something completely different. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he was the mentor to Norman Rockwell. Oh, so, they kind of were Rockwell-esque. It, it, Rockwell always kept saying like, oh, I could never be as good as Loindecker. So uh, it's rumored that Loindecker was gay and would put these things in there and like for fun. And he would like model a lot of the boys after his boy toys. Mm. Um, so it, it kind of like got past the <laughs> just kind of got through without a lot of people really noticing at that time like people didn't care as much yeah so um that's the first example of lgbt marketing i could find but although although to be fair it, despite the clearly homoerotic overtones of that and discussion of the uh, uh artist's sexuality that wasn't those ads weren't hey gay people buy our soap like it was it was not that was a great imitation of a gay person <laughs> just then. I I get that you're gay, but you also were imitating a gay person, which is a, like a, a multi-layered experience that I just got to see. Yep. Um, uh, remind me of this when we do gays and straighters, because I'm pretty sure that that just <laughs> that just won. Um. So so remember that sentiment. Mm. Just put a little dildo in there. Like just <laughs> hold it in place. <laughs> Just butt plug that thing Great. to the wall. Great. Okay. Um, yep. So Subaru, though, is often credited with kind of being the first major brand to do big LGBT marketing push. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think you, like most people like me, before I started looking looking this up, thought like, oh, this is kind of associated with lesbians. Is that like mean or is that, I don't know. So um, the reason for that, if we back up to... To, oh, and before I do this, most of the information I got was from an article in The Atlantic. Mm. Um, so I'll post a link to that. So, um, so I'm going to back up to the 1990s. Okay. Subaru uh, fired its ad agency because their sales were declining. They were trying to target a luxury customer, which was just not them. wasn't mm. working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they refocused. They looked at who their customers actually were. So their marketing team figured out, oh, our customers are actually educators, healthcare professionals, IT professionals, outdoorsy types. And then they found pockets of people in Portland that liked their cars. Maine or Oregon? Uh, Oregon. Okay. And they were like, huh. And then they went to talk to them and found out, they, they figured out they were lesbians. So It's a well-known fact that 11 out of 12 people in Portland are lesbians. What they did was they were like, huh. Let's actually try to market to those people. Hmm. Okay. Lesbians. So lesbians like Subaru because they're good in the outdoors. They're good at hauling stuff. They're big, but not too big. And they're not too flashy. It's, huh. it's lesbian. It's le- Subarus are lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like Volvo might be in there. Oh, like, that's true. But, but uh, but, but yeah, you're totally right. Spot on. Yeah. You're super right. Um, so the marketing team was like, great, we're going to go after lesbians. Mm-hmm. But then they had to pitch that idea to their upper management. Oh. Um, are you going oh. to talk about the Japanese relationship with sexual orientation? 
No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just to set the scene of where we were in the 90s, this was right after Don't Ask, Don't Tell happened. Clinton. 93. So I was like, gay people, don't don't just don't I was in high school. talk about it. I was... <sighs> Not... Seven. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> I'm okay, so sorry. Um, uh, this is the decade that's like sodomy laws are still law in many states. This entire de- this isn't even the decade that we like repealed the sodomy laws. Yeah, I think we got we got Ellen and Will and Grace. That's like all the nineties were good for. Um, so chorus folk, but so Ellen we actually. So this is in. Uh, like around 93. So Ellen came out in her sitcom in 97. So this is four years before Ellen. This is before Will and Grace is on TV. Yeah. Um, and so so just to give you an idea, four years, four years later, when Ellen came out in her sitcom, Mazda and Chrysler pulled out advertising for the coming out episode. And a quote from a Chrysler uh, representative is we don't think it is a smart business decision to be advertising in an environment that is so polarized. So V-Dub did not pull out. Volkswagen? They they kept it in there. <laughs> and hmm. I want to play you the ad that they uh, they played and see what you think of it. Okay. Da, da, da. Do you remember this? I remember this, this song. I remember this advertisement. Because everybody was like, first of all, that song, it was like, God, I love this Super song. Super catchy. Yeah. Um, so it's. And I remember being like, oh my God, that white guy and that black guy are friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where is this? That doesn't happen. So they're just driving around, driving around the city. And hey, look, there's a sofa. Oh, yeah. Yep. I really remember that ad a whole bunch. Like, for whatever reason, it sticks out in my head as as uh, important. But <laughs> I, I don't necessarily know why. Like, But I, I totally remember that ad. I wanted to ask you about it. But actually, you kind of answered the question. You said, hey, look, that white dude and that black dude are friends. Gay people during this time, especially because it was aired during Ellen's coming out episode, mm. assumed that they were in a relationship. I mean, they're living together, obviously, because they're looking for furniture. Straight people thought they were roommates. Yeah. Volkswagen claims that just they had three commercials and they picked one at random. Yeah. The uh, My fucking ass. You No corporation ever is like, oh, advertising, marketing, whatever. This one, like, no. That and, like, was, like, another one of their commercials. I don't know. I, I know one of their other commercials featured a family. So, like, yeah, you picked the two dudes. But yeah. then again, they didn't, other than them picking up a chair, d- does, they don't touch each other or do any. I mean, there was that part where, where, like, the he rimmed him. But other than the gentle rimming, <laughs> other than the, the light dusting of cum splatter <laughs> that happened, <laughs> there was minimal gay content. But uh, so um, this episode sponsored by Volkswagen. <laughs> none of the, if they heard what we were saying about these companies, none of them would sponsor this. Um, and actually, J.C. Penny pulled out of uh, uh, sponsoring the <laughs> or their ad in the Ellen Show. Is that where they tried to have Ellen save them later, and she failed? 
the Million Mom March and all of that. Wasn't that a Penny's ad? Yep. Yep. So it's really interesting that later they hired her to be their spokeswoman. And it's not the re I think the real reason that failed is because along with Ellen being the spokesperson for it, they were trying to do this. It seems smart. It was like, Hey, instead of pricing things at seven ninety nine, which is dumb, we'll just price it at $8. Turns out we do that shit for a reason because people, when they look at a number, look at the first number and not the sense and just say, Oh, six ninety nine. It's about $6. Like, that's just the way the human brain works and processes information. So it turns out that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to blame it on Ellen, I think, is is not the full picture. Although they reasonably could have expected it to work because people who shop at Penny's are not human. So this is the setting. So all of this, the Ellen stuff, mm. that's four years later. After this. So we're four years before all that shit's happening. So these people... I apologize if you said already, but like, is it 1915 soap... This is 19... No, no, no. Is it like 1915 soap advertisements and then Subaru in the 90s and there's nothing in between? Or did you research that or... I did not research every advertisement from 1917 to 1993. Well, what good are you? Great. <laughs> I don't know. I bet there was something else. Okay, sorry. I, I just I was was interested in knowing like Super is the one people talk about as being the like the first major. They're kind of a seminal like this. Is... This is the brand you point to for a big LGBT advertising campaign. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um. So these people are like, great. We want to advertise to LGBT people mm-hmm. to lesbians specifically. Mm-hmm. Now we got to pitch this to upper management. Mm-hmm. So they pitched this to uh, people in Japan, the the management that was in Japan. Yep. And the management in Japan was like, great. That sounds awesome. Because they looked up the word gay. And they were like, why wouldn't we want an ad that was oh, really happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there was a little bit of explanation. So they were a little less <laughs> less on board when they figured out what that actually meant. Um, but they they ended up agreeing to it. Hmm. Um, and what Subaru actually did is they started with their own employees. They uh, gave uh, domestic partnership benefits to uh, the people that worked at Subaru. Wow, that's really early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and worldwide or just Subaru America? Uh, Subaru America, because, and this was actually, this meeting really was a super quick meeting. They said, someone said it was a 20 second meeting because they had already done this for Canada. So they oh, knew oh. this wasn't new to them. They got it. They're like, oh, yep, sure, do it. And yeah. they were like, oh, okay. Like is, that, they, is that because Canada was like, you're doing this or you're not doing business here? And Subaru was like, okay, great. I don't like, know. Okay. Uh. <laughs> We're, we've fallen back in an old routine of you asking me like in well researched <laughs> impeccable <laughs> i have just... two fucking pages ask me something that's on one of my pages <laughs> do you, want to, do you, do you want to give me your notes like 10 minutes before we start you, rolling you, and then like you wanted me to research <laughs> the canada background for the subaru marketing story and you also wanted me to read all the fucking ads from 1917 to 1993 mike this is a lot of pressure <laughs> <laughs> I quit the podcast. <laughs> See, I've touched a nerve. I just Kyle, Kyle, I, listen, listen to me. It's gonna be okay. 
your valuable contributor to this podcast and appreciated. Just don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how this fits in, but like when when you said that they were, they said, "Okay, let's do that." Mm-hmm. I was really sort of surprised because uh, when I was in college, uh, I went to Eastern Washington University, and I was there from ninety six to oh one, that kind of a zone. And so, at least in the late nineties, uh, I was really involved in what was called the AUAP program, the Asia University America program, and it was a it was a um, exchange where they would send several hundred Japanese students from Asia University to Genie, uh, and they would live for a year, take classes, and I was called a um, campus friend. Campus friend? That sounds like vaguely sexual, actually. But, oh, that sounds like uh, you're paired with a mentally handicapped person, <laughs> and it's like, this is your friend. Yeah. Um, Hold hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so... One of the directors of that program was gay, and without fail, every year, the students thought it was hilarious. Like, they had no concept of a gay person, and he was out and proud, and they would just, like, he's like, you you like boys? That's hilarious. And then all of the boys would flirt with him, because it was such a foreign concept that they thought that was hilarious. Like, the idea that it, it was... It was it was so out of their scope of experience that there was no threat. There was no, like, it was it was such a novelty. Is that, that why children like SpongeBob SquarePants? Oh, probably. Wait, what do you think? Because <laughs> he's gay? No, oh, no, 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 because it's just so crazy. It's a sponge. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's... It's just so ridiculous that it's funny. Yeah, if a sponge talks to you, you should see professional help. He like, lives in a, a fruit-based product yeah. that is below the surface of the sea. Yeah. You know the song. Yeah. He lives in a fruit-based product that's under the surface of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, at least through that experience and then having conversations with them about like gay people aren't really a thing in Japan. Hmm. Uh, they uh, are sort of just culturally non-existent. And, and so I left that experience, like, fuck, that was 25 years ago. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I, 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 that left a lasting impression on me that, that like, we've got a lot further to go in traditional conservative countries like, like Japan. Mm-hmm. So now I retract that. Maybe I'm not surprised. Maybe they went to management and said, "Yeah, we want to. We want to. We want to market to lesbians." And they were like, "Lesbians? That's hilarious! Yeah, go for it. It's so funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Two <laughs> girls, <laughs> two of them together. No, so I t- buying a car. <laughs> they want. They both want the same car together to ride in together and hold hands. That's crazy. So it, it didn't say this specifically about Japanese, like the Japanese portion of the business, but it did say that there was." internal backlash i think it was more about the u.s internal uh, there was some internal and external backlash um the reason internally that it was able this type of program was able to keep going was because one the team that was doing this felt so strongly about it mm-hmm. and two the support of their straight allies the external backlash um they realized that subaru so they like got letters that were written towards them to them and like the word 
Subaru was misspelled sometimes. So what the marketing team realized is like, oh, our target clients, like our 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 customers are educated people <laughs> and the people writing these letters oh uh, they they're just not necessarily Subaru buyers, so it's not doesn't really matter if they don't buy Subarus because they weren't going. Yeah. Going to that's weird. <laughs> I just it happened, and I didn't like. I <laughs> such a bad ending for the last word, Mike. My, my like, I'm just like building steam, and then just it's just like my life. <laughs> All right, so, um, so I said they were advertising in gay and mainstream publications in '96. They first started making it really obvious they would have a lesbian couple in the ad. And when they did focus groups, they didn't get, they're like, eh, didn't get as great of a reaction. So then they started doing more uh, winks and nudges. So they would put catchphrases like get out and stay out, you know, when the car is featured outdoors. Lesbians, of course, understood that any gay person would get that reference. Oh, out, out, uh, you know, <laughs> straight people just like, yeah, it is outdoors. It's outside. That's true. Uh, entirely comfortable with its orientation. Mm. Um, I don't know how straight straight people. Straight, hey, straight people, write us and let us know if you're dumb, because <laughs> that's the only <laughs> way you wouldn't get that. I don't know. Um, so, well, they... so okay, when we were on X-rated movies, the Cellulite Closet talked about all of these coded ways that gay people signal each other, even through cinema, and yeah. that straight people are none the wiser. And it's not that they're dumb; they just like aren't clued into the cues. They're not looking for it. They're they don't not... have the same lingo. They don't have. Yep. Uh, and remember the thing we put a put a butt plug in earlier. I thought it was a dildo. Oh no, we did one of we did, we did like we yeah. just okay. extra. Yep. Um that's what you said about the very first ad that I showed you is it's more suggestive not specifically gay. So there's actually a term that was coined um that's called gay vague advertising. Hmm. And it's this kind of idea of it's it's you know more about hints, subtle hints that maybe straight people get maybe not. Hmm. Um and it seemed in the article I read, it seemed pretty genuine that the Subaru people like actually were just trying to market to lesbians the best way that the focus groups. It didn't seem like they were trying to get away with anything. Yeah. It just happened that the ads that lesbians like best were the more winks and nudges. And um, so they st- other companies do gay vague advertising because it's the way to not piss off, uh, you know, conservative or, you know they get to get the credit to, to targeting LGBT people without getting the backlash. So I think Subaru seemed genuine. Um, mm-hmm. One of the uh, directors of marketing said, every company markets to gays and lesbians. We just admit it. Yeah. Which yeah, that no, was like, great. boom, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you. I really like that. And um, Subaru also sponsored gay pride parades. They hired uh, Martina Nav. You don't know who Martina Navratilova is? She's a former tennis pro and a lesbian. (laughs) Would you have known that before now? Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. Do you know why I broke up with my ex-boyfriend? Because I never loved him. (laughs) (laughs) That almost worked, right? Almost. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> no i don't know i i don't think i would have been able to pick out who she was hey kyle yeah i think that joke oberga fell flat 
<laughs> Martina Navratilova. Yeah. Oh, lesbian. She became the sponsor. That was, that was the end of the story. I had no oh. more. That was, that was it. So, so by the 2010s, Subaru was the second fastest growing uh, manufacturer behind Tesla. So hmm. everything that they did worked well financially for them. And what I think, what I'm seeing in this is, you know, we talked a little bit about corporate sponsorships in the Pride episode. And I feel like we talked about how it was a mixed bag then it's not it's not you know there are criticisms of it but we need corporate sponsorships and this is i think a great example of a company that saw that it was genuine they saw that our this is our audience these are people that want and are currently buying our cars let's speak to them in the language that they want like let's do testing let's figure out what they want let's market to this group mm-hmm. so t- and then back that up through both internal and external you know, decisions that actually do support. And it's not just, it's not just lip to pussy service. Which that's, that's an internal decision. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on if you're good at it. (laughs) Um, Other, like I said there, you know, it's the problem is now it's, it's so hard to tell. I think we've moved beyond the gay vague advertising and like, now people companies are outright almost it's almost expected that they will be you know vocal about their support of lgbt issues especially like during pride month and i think the point that someone made in one of the articles i read is like that but that needs to extend beyond just pride month pride month is not good enough you need to be doing this all year long and i think i like the subaru approach um, and I think it's, it works. So they're branded as a lesbian vehicle because they said we want to be that. Yeah. That's our yeah. audience. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, the only Subaru driver I know in my life is straight. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and there are other, you know, they did it in a way actually using gay vague ads. <laughs> they could reach the outdoor enthusiasts, which is one of their target, yeah. you know, audience as well. The Forester and the Outback and all yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, in modern times, like since 2010, probably like any time a company wants to put together an advertisement where it's like, oh, these happy people on the beach. Oh, these happy people on a plane. Oh, these happy people in a boat together. Oh, these happy people. Like anytime there's a montage of different happy people, you <laughs> goddamn better well put at least one gay couple or lesbian couple in there yeah, yeah. or you're going to hear from somebody. And like vaguely ethnic people yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are great. Like this might be an interracial couple that like, there has to be some kind of like racially vague advertising as well. Like this person might be non-white, but maybe is there, you know, so now to kind of help figure out, okay, what's the current, like how are auto manufacturers doing? What's um, the HRC, the human rights campaign. Thank you. Um, they fight for LGBT equality. Mm-hmm. Um, they're nonprofit. And every year they put out a shopper's guide, which I used to use more often than I do now. I, 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 I would like to use it more. But they, but they rank corporations, at least ones that have a national presence. They give them a score from zero to 100 of how, how progressive they are on gay issues. And the idea is you should, you should vote with your checkbook and, and 
go to places that score highly on their listing and don't go to places that score poorly. Yep. It's, you you do know what's on my notes. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) you lead me, like you set me up really great. Sometimes you ask me about the history of Japan's LGBT, like doctrine. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So yes, I went to that to figure out, okay, let's look at the top manufacturers. Uh, Toyota. It has a hundred out of a hundred. Japanese. VW, hundred. German. Ford, 100. American. Honda, 85. Japanese. Nissan, 100. Japanese. Hyundai, 100. Korean. GM, 100. American. Subaru. Japanese. 100. (laughs) So Mazda, one of the ones that pulled out of the Ellen coming out episode advertising, not on the list. Chrysler, who's the one that said that nasty quote of like, we don't want to be involved in a polarized bullshit. They started in America with Lee Iacocca and then they ended up being German. Okay. Daimler Chrysler. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Apparently, I know a fuck ton about why? Cars. I, I don't know <laughs> why, why didn't you do this? I have no idea. <laughs> um, they, their parent corporation uh, has 100. Daimler. Uh, FCA. Um, they also, SA also includes Jeep, which you drive a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. So at this point, like, okay, Honda got an 85, but they're all fucking hundreds. So I, that's, that's awesome. That shows, Hey, you know, these corporations have gotten the message. They, you know, this ranks things based on, you know, your training and your employee policy and, you know, a bunch of different factors. But if they're all a hundred, now I'm like, okay, maybe we need to make this more rigorous. I feel like I'm always the naysayer that's like... Oh, no, that's really that's really interesting because I was just about to say it is ridiculous to get a 100. If like if you read the criteria of how the HRC gives out their, their scoring, in order to get a 100, you have to like provide insurance to your employees that would cover eye transplants for the pets of trans couples. Like, mm-hmm. like it just is this like... So I remember when I worked at yeah, like the LGBT employee group that I was on the board of, they the policy directors were actually pissed that we would get 100 because it'd be really hard to argue to the executives that we need to make further improvements like uh, to yeah. for transgender reassignment surgery. They had to pay, I forget what it is and I feel bad now, like 10 or 15,000 dollars out of pocket yeah. that would later reimburse, but like yeah, yeah. Who has ten or fifteen thousand dollars just sitting around? Like you that's don't a- know me. No, it's like- <laughs> you can become all the woman you want. Like you, so, no, like that's a huge amount mm-hmm. to to put down, and so it. But it'd be really hard to fight for some of those things because based on the HRC ranking, we kept right. showing up as a hundred. Although so, the HRC keeps cranking it up, right? that, which like, is great. Very slowly, been raising the bar. Uh, and that's why you have to keep up on it every year when they release the new guide because you don't mm-hmm. know how their criteria have been strengthened yeah. and where companies then fall on this new scale. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're companies that I, I supported 10 years ago at the HRC's behest at, because they had a 90 or 100 and that now are, are not doing so hot because they've moved the dial. Yeah, and that, I mean... The- it's like the J.C. Penny thing. Like they, as some people that pulled out of sponsoring Ellen's coming out episode, then were the ones that asked her to be a spokesperson. You know, so they, you know, people can change. Part of me is like, oh, fuck, but you you're not supportive of it. So, but then the other part is like, you know, you have to 
give people props for changing and, and eventually making the right decision. So yeah. I, I almost forgot about this. Did you just finger me? Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> just enough to get your attention. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, I worked in automotive. I didn't almost forget that. I knew that. I worked in automotive. So I was. Do looking... our listeners know that? No. You used to sell cars indirectly. Well, I, didn't. <laughs> I worked at a company that did marketing for automotive industry. Yeah, you sold cars. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's great that these manufacturers score really well. But when you walk into a dealership, you yeah. are not walking into a place, the manufacturer's yeah. business. Yeah. You are walking into a dealership's business, which is not owned by the manufacturer. Yeah. You're walking into a dealership that can be owned by Bob. Yeah. It could be owned by someone like AutoNation. You know, yeah. They're like a group that owns a bunch of dealerships. So it's been a long time ago, but when my ex-wife and I went and shopped around for cars, holy shit bags. Like they would come out and they would talk to me about like, oh, the engine is like, here's this, this many cubic inches of, of block size. And like, <laughs> like all of this horsepower-ness. And then, and then they would, they would show her all the colors that it came. In. It was just the most misogynistic, make you want to throw up fucking bullshit ever. Which is funny because like, do you know anything about horse blocks? I do. Oh, okay. Well, like, but, so but if, we're, if we're... I walked in and they were like, this has 23 million horse guns, and I'd be like, <laughs> fuck, I don't care. Like, what does that do? Do I look cool in it? <laughs> Can I pick up gentlemen in it? How easy is it to roll down the window and holler out of it? <laughs> like, ooh, it's red. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. when all of these companies showed up as a hundred, there was like just a little bit of me that it's like it didn't feel right. And and then, duh, I worked in automotive. I should know this. The dealerships themselves are not actually owned by yeah. these manufacturers. So automotive is a weird one, uh, weird weird space. Hmm. Um. Hey, Mike. Did you know that your car is gay? So uh, okay, I I don't know if this is the direction that you're going, but uh, when I when I uh, I came out and I bought that Jeep, the same like quarter, and proof. Like, <laughs> but I've always been enamored with Jeeps. I always wanted one. I was like, fuck, I'm turning thirty. I'm buying this Jeep for myself, and I still drive it. I love that rig. I will drive it until it dies. It's my like, it's the strongest relationship I have right now. And so I think that. When I bought it, and then I started making gay friends, everybody was like, you drive a Jeep Wrangler. That's super gay. And I was like, why? And they're like, oh, Brian Kinney. I'm like, who the fuck is Brian Kinney? And it's because he's from Queer as Folk. And in Queer as Folk, he owned like two or three Jeep Wranglers through the course of the series. And so I don't know if it's true or not that that's why, but apparently the Jeep Wrangler is just super gay. It's known, yes, I had I didn't know this either, but it is known as a gay car, which is, it's it's known as, it's one of the few that showed up both on the gay side and the lesbian side. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my, my favorite, maybe, thing that I've ever found in doing this podcast is this that I'm about to tell you about. Okay. In the forum of bodybuilding.com. <laughs> 
this is go i'm this is going exactly where you think it's going so just don't in in the forums there's a question is a jeep wrangler a gay car and it's a bunch of bodybuilders commenting back about their opinions okay some are saying does your car have sex with other male cars if if not no stop being so insecure some say well you're gonna be in the car so yeah it's gay you're a faggot like it's (laughs) it's and then like their pictures though you know some guy says fuck no f-a-w-k and oh and he's got like a grinder style shirtless ripped body pic in his profile and then you click on it and you can see his bodybuilding like just just the gayest like i just love these gay dudes no sorry sorry i got distracted by my brain (laughs) i love these bodybuilding straight dudes that are arguing in a forum about if jeep wrangler's gay with the like these just I like this could also be a post in gay.com. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my understanding that like there's a lot of gay bodybuilders. Like whatever percentage of the population is gay, it's more in the bodybuilding world. Flipping through this website, it uh the the bodybuilding forum reminded me of uh UFC. Like yeah. just straight dudes doing supposedly straight things and it's just so gay and my um yeah. uh, friend who's in a screenwriting group with me uh tanner who listens to the podcast was like i know it's super gay but i really like ufc and <laughs> i just <laughs> i just oh we're gonna do a ufc show we're gonna do a ufc episode eventually are we um yeah 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 there's a big big fight coming up in august and murph convinced me we absolutely have to watch it and like do live like commentary or something okay uh it's gonna be fun the other thing was uh the movie kaboom that keeps coming up now after talking to matt and ryan about it i watched i watched it again last night and um I love it so much. And um but there's this scene where uh, the the main character Smith he comes back to his room and and Thor and Thor's friend Rex. This is his so this is his roommate and his roommate's friend. He walks in and they're wearing nothing but underwear on the ground wrestling each other doing the like submission move like who's the fag now? And like <laughs> Smith the gay character is like oh god this is hot. <laughs> and Straight guys are so gay. Straight guys are so gay. So. I'm going to show you that scene when we're done. Okay, we can just watch the whole movie. Okay. Um, so some criticism about LGBT marketing. Okay. That it's totally opportunistic and you're taking advantage of a oppressed minority and that pretty much makes you the heart of evil. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, <laughs> Should we take a break? <laughs> yeah. No. That, that's exactly it. And the pro. I think the problem is right now with everyone kind of being on the like. It's. I think it's. It's safe enough now that corporations can do this without. You know, you still see some things in news, but it's like I've seen so many pride things and gay things and company sponsoring, and it's hard to know which one is genuine. Like, yeah. I now 
looking into this, I know Subaru is genuine in their marketing, yeah. but you can't fucking do this for every single company and look right, up their right. history. And you know, there's not articles written about every single LGBT marketing campaign. So that like, I don't have an answer for that. Right. It, I just wish I knew, you know, the HRC list is a good starting point to like, if you, if you see a marketing campaign and then they also score 20 on the, like HRC thing, you're like, Oh, okay. I feel like off. I say this a lot and then I don't do it. So you have to keep me honest because you do everything for the podcast. I want to post a link to the HRC Buyer's Guide in case any of the listeners want to also start using their checkbook to support us. Or you can uh, us, it, mean, us meaning gay people. Yeah. Okay. Not If people want to support us financially, then... Um, email gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Our Venmo is... No. <laughs> um, so one example that I really liked is uh, of an inauthentic marketing campaign. Again, it's not like a... Sp- directly marketing to lgbt people is in 1992 the marky mark uh, calvin klein ad oh fuck that was hot i know like i did not i had so many feelings i was so confused so it turns out marky mark is a huge asshole he doesn't like gay people no so he okay 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 gay people made your career shit bird apparently (laughs) get your fucking shit together it apparently he doesn't like gay people or black people um he like he wait so mel gibson hates jews that caught up with him now nobody gives a shit about him anymore why hasn't that happened to him i think marky mark is well he doesn't go by that but fuck you marky mark and like he like beat up some black person he's like he is not a friend of gay people or black people. He can be my friend. That's the th- <laughs> that's the thing is like this marketing campaign, yeah. which obviously gay people were interested mm. in, and like the uh, Calvin Klein sales went from eleven million to one hundred and fifty million within a year of that ad. Yep. So they like it worked for them, even though this person that they put in their ad doesn't like gay people. So it's easy to get away with inauthentic things. Like, I don't know, as long as I guess you're just like a fucking hot and have abs. Like, um, so that's one of the criticisms you can, it's very opportunistic. Exactly what you said. The other big criticism is this really focuses on upper class white gay identities. So this is another example. Like now I'm starting to see a theme. Like this is not focused on, the more marginalized people within the group, the it's not focused on gay people of color. You know, it's not focused on gay people with less resources. This is, you know, businesses want money. So they're targeting rich white gays. Mm-hmm. It seems like if you're not going after, if you're not actually getting to know this group and why they care about your brand and you're just like, Hey, there's a honey pot to are... dip my spoon into. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the greedy Winnie the Pooh executive that's like, tasty, tasty gay honey. Mm, um, I'm going to felch all that jelly. <laughs> Snowball it. Um, yeah, so. It, why do we say things? I don't know why <laughs> we're still talking. Um, all right. <laughs> do you want to take a break? Yeah, sure. Let's let's take a break. 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 <laughs> Fine. You win. <laughs>
Are we back? Yes. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so we're going to do Gaius and Straightest. But first. But first. Uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at gayishpodcast. And we have a Facebook group. And it's facebook.com slash groups slash gayishpodcast. You can do the three R's. Rate, review, and rubscribe. Rubscribe? <laughs> on iTunes and the <laughs> Google Play thing. Um, just help us just knock the... Well, we promise we'll talk about porn some. <laughs> if you just help us get above the people that only talk about porn. Yeah. You, we need your stars so and that I, we can... Outstar. Outstar the, the other porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I will never talk about cars again <laughs> if everyone reviews this. I promise I won't let him talk about cars again <laughs> if you just review it. <laughs> unless, unless you don't like us, in which case you shut the fuck up. Don't review us. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Why are you listening to us? There are more things you need to do in your life than listening to a podcast you hate. Right. We haven't yelled... <laughs> at our audience in a while and i think it's it's i think we need to bring that back fuck you motherfuckers wait wait oh i'm bad cop oh uh, in a in a in a healthy sexual fun way that we both appreciate and enjoy hey fucking rate us before i fuck start your head Whew. (laughs) (laughs) bad cop wins the round all right (laughs) (laughs) and you can email us at uh gayish podcast at gmail.com so uh feedback anything you want but also any questions you have for when we eventually do a q a episode that's right that's right uh, so let's do gayest and straightest yeah all right so uh, i'll start great um so the gayest thing about me mike i put on makeup today did you really yeah so are you wearing it now yeah it's just a little just a just a some stuff under the eyes mm. just a little under eye like i it's it's i'm always worried about like putting too much on to where anyone would notice and it's not like on brand like it's not me to do that but like my eyes just get baggy as fuck and then like ladies shouldn't be the only ones allowed to put shit on to make them look less tired i want to look less tired and yeah. coffee is not working yeah so i didn't sleep that well so I, I was like this is a put some like some makeup underneath kind of day I really think if the bags under your eyes had a brand, it would be Louis Vuitton. Thank you. Fendi. Oh. Something really great. My straightest thing is my face when I walk. I I feel like part of the reason people don't know that I'm gay when they just see me and, and don't hear me is that when I walk, I am on a mission. Mm. I am not happy. Mm. I am like, I am like neutral to bitch face on like I'm going somewhere. I'm trying, I need to get around the four people in a row taking up the entire sidewalk. I think that's cool for dudes. The dudes are allowed to do that. But like once a gay dude was like, you should smile more, which I I think is a thing more women get. So that could be my gay thing, but like, fuck you. I don't want to smile. Like I'm not just going to smile because you told me to. And I think that my face makes me look straighter. You have RSF? Resting. Resting straight face? Yeah. But it's not even resting. It's walking straight face. WSF. 
WSF yeah. to go with your DSL. Internet? Yep. Dick sucking lips. Oh, <laughs> got it. I, I have also, okay, maybe my face is not that straight because I've also been told that I have dick sucking lips. I wouldn't know. <laughs> so the guy that told me that, I sucked his dick. <laughs> All right. Yep. Great. What about you? Uh, so my gayest uh, moment this week is real sad, and I'm sorry, but uh, 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 today I filed for gay divorce, mm-hmm. and that's pretty gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. That blows. No, it doesn't. I, it it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I no. My lawyer's gross. I did not blow him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like it, it's been on my mind today, and and so, but like yeah. maybe it's super. I, I mean, I think getting gay divorced is pretty gay. Yeah. Uh, and then um, <laughs> most people haven't had time to get gay married, <laughs> right? Much <laughs> like it's only been two years since Oberfield had passed. <laughs> Obergefell. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, sorry. <laughs> Oh, that Oberga felt terrible. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've remembered and forgotten my straightest thing in that span of time. <laughs> Is that your straightest thing? No, hold on. Okay. It'll come to me. Kyle. What's up? What? Why is this hard? Uh, the straightest thing about me this week was... Oh, fuck. Oh, I remember now. We went to my neighbor Jeremy's uh, birthday party upstairs, and there's a bunch of pilots for different airlines that are up there. And one of them, uh, you know, really nice guy, uh, like mid-50s probably, I'm guessing, age-wise. And and, uh, I talked to him for like 45 minutes about planes and flying and (laughs) geography and where North Dakota is and... (laughs) like his favorite airport code and like it was just it was the straightest thing ever and it made me realize when i was a kid i i wanted to be an airline pilot thank god i did not why because think about it the computer does all the flying oh like they're real boring (laughs) like all they do is kind of sit there and like let the computer do the thing and and then they wear the uniform and like that's kind of that seems like like actually a pretty sweet deal I don't know. Like, have you ever had a job that's totally unchallenging and then you're like, oh my God, I hate my life so much. It's super boring. Like, it sounds great on paper, but fuck no. Like, okay, when I was a kid, I used to work crops because it was like farm country. And I, all I had to do was ride on a tractor, get these boxes and dump them into a bigger box and got paid more than minimum wage, which was probably like $4 an hour because it was <laughs> the 80s or something. But like, that sounds like a sweet deal. All you have to do is dump boxes all day. It's the worst. Mm. Fuck that. I worked in a movie theater as an usher and like Did you ush? I just ushed <laughs> up and I ushed down. I ushed left and right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and I was just like this is such a waste of my <laughs> my I'm rotting away here. Uh no, so I was at that party too. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we ended up talking to the people we talked to cuz I got to talk about dogs for a long time oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. i have a lot to say about dogs because my dog is the bomb diggity 
my, the bomb doggity. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad I got to talk to the dog person and not the pilot person because I feel like I had more to say to the dog person. Yeah, because you're bad at geography. Uh, so this is it. That's it. Uh, this has been gayish. Uh, are we really done? It feels abrupt. Uh, whatever. Oh. This has been gayish. <laughs> Do we need to do a gentle, easy transition? Hey, everybody, prepare yourselves. Get the, ready. The end of the episode is nigh. Hold- <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Hold on to your butts and your headphones. It's. <laughs> do you look for the next podcast? You, you might want to queue up My Favorite Murder, or maybe My Brother, My Brother, and Me, mm. or maybe Reply All. Just get those ready, because this <gasps> is coming to a close. Can we hashtag them, and then people will listen to us? I think we need them to hashtag us. Oh, fuck. Whatever. Hey, reply all. (laughs) We like you. Do you like us? Hey, Kyle. What's up? Do you know what sunk the Titanic? (laughs) What? An iceberg fell. (laughs) (laughs) This is the end of the episode for sure now. (laughs) I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Beer on my computer It ain't the first time that liquid has gotten on this guy Usually it's cause I come on it Cause you're fucking it real good (laughs) 